Good morning, good morning. I've been in and out of sleep all night, all night. Communicating, fellowshipping with God. In and out my sleep. So in tune that every time we open up our eyes while we're lying down, it's because God is doing that. And God does things with purpose. Only with purpose. He's enjoying the conversations. He's enjoying you pouring your heart out. He's enjoying your adjustments that you are making. He's enjoying your personality that he placed within you. He's enjoying that you choosing to walk with him. He just don't want to have enough of you. Not going to use the word can't. You cannot use the word God and can't, period. He wants more of every single one of us. He's enjoying every single one of us. He's enjoying what he placed on each and every one of us. On the inside of us. He's enjoying it. He's having his way. And I woke up, you know, off and on. Thank you, God. I love you, God. And God said to me, Quenisha, yes. Satan don't know everything. Satan can't see into your future. Satan can't see into anybody's future. And many people think that. If he can see into your future, then he'll know every move that God make and could stop every move that he see that God's doing upon your life. God is showing us that he has dominion. God is the all-sufficient one. God is in control. He's the one. Nobody else. And some of us put Satan up there on the same level as God. And God is the creator of all things. All means all. All the way from the beginning, even before, Satan didn't see the future. If he knew he wouldn't be who he is, Satan, he would still be Lucifer. If he saw that he would reap eternal hell due to his decision, he wouldn't have done so. And I asked him this morning. If you knew that, would you still have done that? Because many of us still do things even though we know the consequences. Just to have the satisfaction of still trying your hand. And Satan say, nope. One word, nope. No, I would not have done that. Who would? No, I did not know that God was going to send his man in the earth the way he did. But I heard the conversation. I witnessed the demonstration of God's power. As he created Adam, I created Eve. And that's when I tempted them both. Because of what I saw. But it wasn't ahead of time. I didn't know because of me and that God would have because of Christ. That all of you would be saved. I did not know that. I did not know that he would get up on the third day. I saw him being finished. Not that it won't be finished. 
I don't know what God has in store for your future, but I do know what you're called to do. I do know who you're connected to. I do know who you know, how much you know who you are. I can see your strengths and I can see your weaknesses. I come to kill, steal, and destroy so you won't walk what God has for you. So you won't possess what God has for you. So you won't receive the word of God concerning you. I send distractions your way all the day long. I never stop. I never quit. It's not in me to give up. No one created by God to ever give up. My name was stripped from me. My garments were stripped from me. My giftings were stripped from me. But how God created me and my ability still remains the same. And that's why I'm very influential, demonically. I can only relate to your flesh. I cannot relate to your spirit man. Because your spirit man already knows what I'm coming to do. That's why I try to rob you from tapping into your spirit man. By trying to dress up things in the flesh. But each day you guys are knowing who you are more and more. And you're doing what you're called to do. Many of you can see into your future that I cannot see. I cannot see prophecies. God will not show me things to come. But even when he have you. To release in the atmosphere what to come when I didn't even know. Nothing I still can do about it if you know who you are. Now if you don't know, then I can try. But even though I'm trying and look like I'm succeeding, I'm still failing because God is still with you. That I know. That I see all day. But many of you don't. I know your level of strengths. I know your level of weaknesses. I know that you know who you are and I know for those who know or think they do and they don't. I know if you're afraid, I know if you're fearless. I don't see into your future. I cannot see into your future. But I can see what you're called to do. God doesn't grant me detail by detail. Many of you give me too much credit that I enjoy every day. Because that means that you don't know who you are. And you don't know what you can do because you don't know who your God is. And I know that. Every day I try to deceive you. Every day. And I know how and I know who to send your way. But if you remain knowing who you are, I fail every time. Every time you look up to worship, there's nothing I can do about that. Every time you call on God, there's nothing I can do about that. Every time you begin to use your faith, there's nothing I can do about that. I can only come in to find fear and more fear and more fear. That's my invitation. When I see fear present, when I see doubt present, when I see lust present, 
when I see greed present, when I see anger present, when I see unforgiveness present, everything that's contrary to who God is, that's what I search for. I know my time is at hand. I already know that I am doomed. I just hate the fact, which is a fact, and it can never be changed, that he's giving his son for you. You have the ability to be forgiven and start fresh. That can never happen to me, nor my help. So I try to bring as many with me as I can to remind him of how angry I am because he would not allow me to come back as he allowed you. I was created before every single one of you and he loved all of you more than he loved himself. And I can't stand that. I thought I was the one that he loved so much because how he created me. But knowing now that I didn't know then, he created me so greatly because how I would feel in his presence to be stripped from everything that I valued and treasured the most and now walk away with nothing, nothing. There's nothing good a part of my life. Even though I am a father of lies, I still know the truth. I was created by the truth. So are you. When Satan was walking, when Jesus was being led, Satan thought that it would be easy to influence Christ because Christ was hungry from fasting 40 days and 40 nights. And he thought it would be best to catch him at his most vulnerable state. But Christ already knew he was more powerful, had more strength than he ever had before without the natural food. Because we're going to eat regardless. Whether it's to feed your natural body or to feed your spirit, man, you're going to eat. Whether it's solid food or milk, you're still eating. Because God has sent somebody in everybody's life to feed his sheep. Now, many of us take it amongst ourselves and feed the way we think is best to feed. That's like creating your own meal to feed what's already been provided in the refrigerator for you just to warm up and serve. And God is sitting many people down, not out of position, but sitting you down to have you know it cannot be this way if you want the goodness of the Lord. You are being held accountable for leading people in the way they should not go. Many of us so busy trying to gain access, thinking success is the access of having money, businesses, everything materialistically. If you look at it very closely, you have all the materials, but you have nothing eternal. How can you think that God can bless you with a business and you making influences out here in the earth and you got your hands into everything and you're doing missionary work and it looks really good on the outside, but you're lacking one thing, the important thing, love, because you have the nastiest attitude in the world. Look how you talk to people. 
Look, at Look how you treat the people who's walking behind you. Who's serving you by serving God. Ordering people around. Getting pissed off when things don't go right. In front of the camera. That's not perfection. Perfection is not making sure everything go in place. Perfection is having God to be before you. Knowing that you're faultless. Knowing that you're justified. Knowing that you're equipped. Knowing that you're more than a conqueror. You have to keep your head above water. You walk on water. Knowing. You know more than what Satan knows. Do you know that? He gives us gifts of prophecy. We can see and tap into the future. He cannot. He thought he was doing something when he tempted Eve. Not even knowing because of me. Here come another man. Not even thinking. What did you think that God was going to do? Did you really think that God was going to give you the upper hand? After you witnessed the conversation he had with Christ, let us make man in our own image. He's talking to Christ. He's not talking to Satan or the angelic host. And it wasn't no heavenly host as in our family members there because Adam wasn't created yet. So it wasn't no human beings. The only person was in the image of God was Christ. Satan eavesdropping and couldn't take that. Walking in jealousy in the kingdom. Feeling ways that don't even originate in a place where you dwell. And many of us doing that today. In the house of God. We have to be very consistent. The same way we consistent when God started us out in ministry. That's the way you continue to have. That type of hunger you continue to have. And even more, you're supposed to grow up, not grow down. Everything grows up. Everything increases with God. It doesn't decrease. The same faithfulness you had when you were in the basement releasing God's word. You should be faithful in your mega churches. There is no reason good enough to not give your best when it comes to the things of God. There is no reason ever good enough. There are no excuses. Stop trying to create them. People have, are under us. God has blessed everybody to have somebody under them. But we all on one accord. And they're under you for you to show them where they need to go, where they need to be. By revealing to them who God is so they can know who they are and do what they're called to do. And many of us abuse our authority. All the glory, honor, and praise belongs to God. God said, go back to the testimony. When Satan thought it was the best opportunity to have Christ be led into temptation. Christ didn't have to walk behind Satan 
Because he already knew what he was going to do. He knew denying Satan. And it's amazing how Satan tempted him three times. And Christ said, no, one for the Father. No, one for myself. And no, one for the Spirit. And all three was with him. Father was with him. Wherever he go, the Father goes. Wherever you go, God goes. And he is Christ. And he's being led by Holy Spirit. Who leads us today. And he said no to Satan the first time. I'm going to take you up higher. He really think he's doing something. Like, like Satan, like Christ is being convinced. Or you know, thinking about it. There's no thinking about it. The only way that I can be led and filled. Hold on, I'm being led by the Spirit. But in order to be filled with it. I have to deny you. Satan offered him the greatest, you know. He proposed them with something great. And he just knew he was going to say yes to it. No. <laughs> he gave him his best shot and he still turned them down. No. Christ knew what he was doing. <laughs> no. Christ could have said no all three times the first time. But it feels so good to remind Satan that God is in control now, doesn't it? Every time we deny Satan, God receives glory. Every time. In any way, shape, or form, you continue to say yes to God, he receives glory. That's why Christ left field. He walked in being led by and left field with. Hallelujah. John the Baptist witnessed the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, excuse me, for the very first time before him in the form of a dove. And Christ will tell you that you will receive. You will receive this. I will release this upon you when I go and prepare a place for you. So you in the midst of Holy Spirit but cannot yet partake until I go home. That's a prophecy. But when you're in my presence, you're in the Father's presence. And if you're in the Father's presence, you have everything in his presence. The fullness thereof. And this is a conversation that God was having with me inside and out my sleep. Nothing can ever overtake you. You know who you are. Pray for your leaders. Anybody could be tempted. More responsibilities you have, here comes the more, you know, of the enemy trying to tempt you in those areas. But just remember knowing who you are. 
We all remember the goodness of the Lord. That's why we all still claiming the goodness of the Lord. Because we still witnesses of the goodness of the Lord. I didn't even expect to say anything today. I said, Father, I spoke a lot yesterday. I don't want to be keep talking and talking, you know, give people, you know, and God said, give them a what? A what? A break? There are no breaks. Don't even think like that. You keep feeding and you keep eating. And you keep feeding. And you keep eating. And you keep feeding. And you keep eating. I use you as much as I want to. Your life is my life. I have a lot to say. Because I have a lot that I am doing. And it's all unto the glory of me. Because I am the one. When it comes to everything about every single one of you, I am the one. The finger be pointed at no other person, no other anything. I am the one. I am. I am. And me alone. There are no breaks. Even when you're on a vacation, there are no breaks. That's your lifestyle. That's your lifestyle. Many of you, God says, let me speak to you. Many of us are doing very well with changing our attitudes. Good job, God says. Changing your attitude. Knowing that you have to make adjustments to have a better attitude. You're not looking at each side anymore. You're not pitying your persecution anymore. You're seeing your outcome. When it comes to the pit, Satan don't even tell me to keep out anymore. Because he already know I have access to go and come whenever I want. So all he do now is just say keep warm because it's freezing down here. God have them to freeze before he have them to burn. When you walk with God, you don't have to make up anything. When you walk with God, you don't have to prove anything. I was wondering why I never spoke up when someone would come to me and say disrespectful things or whatever, cuss me out and all, and I never said anything back walking with God. And I used to go home and be pissed off, for real. Why didn't I say nothing? Why didn't I speak up for myself? And God said, because you don't operate in offense. Because you know who you are. You don't have to defend yourself. 
What they're saying to you, you know that's not final. You know that's not who you are. You know that's not so. So why even bother to entertain? You will always be persecuted for righteousness sake. But Christ don't have any of us to claim his name in order to be persecuted. You made a decision to say yes to his plan. Now, when you say yes to his plan, you say no to another plan. And Satan's going to try all he can and you just heard. And it's amazing how God will have me to speak from him. Talking to you. Because we have dominion over him. God is not going to open your eyes up to the truth and not expose any lie. When you look and walk in the truth, the lies are already evident before you. And that's the gift of discernment. The gift of insight. It's not a miracle to discern. You're created to discern. It's not a miracle to prophesy. You're created to prophesy because God released prophecies. But many of us are gifted in that area a little bit more than others. Because some of us are actually called to do that. Period. And some of us are called to do other things, but still can tap into the prophecies. God will just show us what happens in heaven's, you know, reality. We also see the demonic forces too. That is definitely a reality. It's real and it's happening. Anytime somebody is under the influence of Satan, God said to me, they are possessed. Anytime any of us are being led by Satan, we are possessed. We're operating under his authority. So we're going to do what he has us to do. Being used to kill, steal, and destroy another. And many of us thinking that we're serving God and doing negative deeds. But you cannot serve God and mammon. So if your eyes are not completely on God, your direction is turned some other way. If you're not filled with God, you're filled with Satan. Point blank. And I thank God during this time, many of us are standing up, arising and shining. Knowing what time it is spiritually. Knowing that we need more spiritual development to come up higher. To be more effective like God in the earth. 
And we know the steps we need to take in order to release that. And that's all of him and none of us. So the adjustments are getting rid of our ways, us out the way, and receiving all of him. And let me tell you one thing. By using one word that Satan can come in. And that's our attitude. Our attitude. We have to check our attitudes. Sometimes we get pissed at the people who's persecuting us. I don't even look at them the same no more. I don't even lie. I can't stand them. That's messed up. I'm disappointed in them. Changed your attitude. Because now you're looking at them less than who they really are. You're looking at your inside of your life. Instead of just looking at God. I got to change this. I got to do this. I got to do that. But he's my provider. So why are you in the way? If God don't say do anything... Then you wait on him until he tell you what to do. I love how David said in Psalm 62. How long it take, it doesn't matter. I will wait on the Lord until he comes to rescue me. Hallelujah. And David was speaking from the Old Testament, but still prophesying a new revelation. And we are walking in a new covenant that we are aware before we even call, he already answered. So I already see myself rescued. Before the problem even come, I know I am already rescued. Because he said he would keep our feet from being moved. As long as he is before us. Now if he's not before you. Then who is? We got to change our attitudes. Get around certain people. Whole attitude change. Looking at the value of people. Due to the popularity. You know a lot of people. Many people like you. So I can you know. I'm quicker to respond to you than somebody who appears to look like they don't know anybody. The whole time, everybody is somebody. A lot of us get caught up on popularity. Being influential. To be popular. To be famous. What does being famous really even mean? What does being famous mean? A lot of times, Holy Spirit will put a mic to your mouth and ask you things like that. And many of the answers will be the world's way of it. To be famous is to be popular, to be wealthy. To be in the industry. To be seen, heard. Many of us will give a reason as to being about us. Being famous has a lot to do with me coming up higher. Me, me, me. 
And that's not even what fame is all about. Fame is actually being behind the scene. Fame is actually lowering your life. Fame is putting everybody above you. Fame is taking it off of you. That's fame. That's how many knew who Christ is. Because he never exalted himself. He became everything that he was not, which is every single one of us because of one man, so that we all can be free. The ultimate sacrifice. When I was talking about the fast, I normally don't, but God had it in me. And I see my spiritual dad is releasing the same words from God. During this time, guys, it's not that I'm telling you what to do or what not to do, but I'm just having you to see God's point of view and a lot of things that a lot of us don't see. A lot of us just doing things because it's firsthand or because we just, you know, familiar with doing it or it's routine. And a lot of the things that's routine are commercial. Like seriously, we do things a lot because others are doing it and it seems right to do. But you have to really, you know, spend that one-on-one time with God. Why are you doing this? What do you want from this? What do you think you're gaining from this? Because you gain nothing if your personality is still the same. You cannot come up higher without changing who you are inside. You cannot be who you're not and expect to increase. You only increase as being who you are. And not who you're not. So know who you are by knowing who he is. And how do I know who he is? By spending time with him. Putting him before any and everything. Nothing else matters. I'm desperate for this. I'm desperate for my originality. How I'm originally made and where do I originally come from? What is it like in the kingdom? What happens in the kingdom? How can I know more about the earth than the kingdom? And that's where I'm from. Why am I spending more time looking at what Satan's doing when I can be looking at what God is doing? Why am I even worried about Satan? Why am I even afraid of Satan? And he knows who's afraid. You heard him say it earlier. And it's amazing how I can speak on his behalf and nothing he can do about it. Because he knows I know the truth. And we have encountered God. We have encountered the truth. And there's nothing more foolish than to encounter the truth and still walk in a lie. You walk in the lie when you walk out of who you are. When you say things like I, I, me, my, mine. These are my followers. My this. You don't have nothing of your own. Your life is not even of your own. How many 
people you know? How many great leaders? Let me ask you. Who you know for real. I'm trying to tell you. Who you've seen on TV whoever. How many great positive leaders you have seen. Who started out pretty much with nothing. And seem to be more faithful right there than where they are now. Seriously. It happens all the time. And God witnessed it. But the whole earth is filled with the fullness thereof. And we know that. And how can we think, and how can we even be upset or even hold people accountable for not wanting to walk with God when we say we walk with God and we do things like that? Who's walking for real? Everybody has a message. And a lot of messages are different. Because many are saying what they're not living up to. I'm declaring you and prophesying to you to step up and walk in your victory when it comes to your healing. And then two days later, I go live in a hospital bed? Taking medication? Claiming Corona? You know? Come on, somebody. Like no one's going to notice that. Saying that I walk with God, having all these mega churches, all these great followers. And then we have breaking news. This person went off and smacked. This person committed adultery. This person has a whole family on the side. These people get a divorce and we know they of God. Because we witnessed God bringing it together. Not saying that nobody can fall. Because we all falling short. But when we get up and allow the sun to set us free, we are free indeed. It's the way you can be free indeed and be bound ever again. You don't ever get free to the thought to be bound ever again. What does that even look like in the presence of God? Seriously. A lot of us not as faithful as we used to be. Because now we have more possessions in our hand. That's taking our attention off why we're here in the first place. And then get upset when somebody confronting you about it. You're slacking. What? If you want to leave, go ahead. That's not something Christ would say. He never made that statement to the disciples. He asked them. Do you want to go with them? He never told them to leave. He asked them, do you want to go with them? They don't know no other way but his. You up to something. We only witness anything of God. The closeness of God only came from you. We're not going anywhere. We need you. No matter how our faith waver. We've still been dealt faith. And you cause our faith to grow every time we encounter you. Even if it's by the works. Every time you do anything from the kingdom. It causes our faith to arise. And that's why we're still here. 
Hallelujah. There are so many religions out here. And many of them sound, you know, if you listen to them long enough, they sound about right, but it's not. And what I mean like that, by that, they sound very convincing. Because many people are backing up what they're saying. But the truth is only found in the resurrection power. In order to receive that, you have to believe Christ is the resurrection power. You can't live a life unto God and something happened to you that Christ bore on the cross and you consider it's supposed to happen to you. But I'm going to pray it away. No. Don't even entertain it. And how do we not entertain things that try to come up against us? By knowing who we are. Period. Hallelujah. It's 4.51 in the morning. I've been up off and on since like 12, 1 o'clock. It makes perfect sense for God to say Satan cannot see into the future. Because when you look at his attacks in the word... And even his attacks in your life, they try to stop you before you even get there. Before you even get there. Because he already know God is in your future. And he already know that what you're called to do. And that he can see. He know what we all called to do. And it's to destroy his works. And he know how we gifted to do so. He can see our giftings. Because he see our true identity in us. And he can see what areas in our life he can devour if we let him. Like if you're called to be married, he knows that you're called to be married. And he knows who you're called to be married to. Because he sees who you are as to how God sees you. But he don't know when, where. He don't know the details. And that's why he's trying to rob us from getting to that point so it cannot come to pass. A lot of times he tempted people not even aware that every time you attempt, it causes us to become stronger, mightier. He knows that, but he still attempt to attempt us with a plan for us to never get up again. That's why when we get up and we fall again into his temptation, you are worse off than you were before. Because not just the demons that were in you are back, but now many more. Why is it that way? Because Satan is throwing them your way so he can make sure you don't get up again. But there's a name higher than his. There's a name higher than every name. No matter how many demons come upon you, when you call on the name, it has to bow. But his intentions is for you never to call on the name because you'd be so bound in your sin. And we know what that looks like to be bound. And we know what it looks like to see others bound. You ever see somebody that's like so far away from where they used to be? There's nothing but being bound. But we cannot just be okay with that. 
can't not be okay with that. Seriously, we cannot be okay with that. God want me to give a, a just mention something. Yes, Father. When I was walking beside the wrong man, I saw another sister in Christ who was engaged to the wrong man. And we both gave each other a look like, you know, we see our lives changing, but it's not for the better. And we were in our church parking lot, and God had me to say this. No names, never mention any names. And both of the men came out of nowhere. And she's a strong sister in Christ. Beautiful sister in Christ. And so am I. And these men came from out of nowhere. Why? Because we was already opened up to be deceived. Because we already were deceived. Christ ain't, I mean, uh, Satan ain't gonna just throw no man in your lap if you're where you're supposed to be. Can't no man even come no, in your dwelling if you're walking in your true identity. And God already know that would have never happened if Kanisha was in position. And that's everybody's testimony. That would never happen to you, anything that you have encountered, if you was in position. Satan throw things your way to get your attention and then throw other things in your way while he has your attention. That's his plan. So I was already, you know, taking my eyes off God. And all of a sudden, a man came out of nowhere. What? And that's my strength. And that was her strength. And we both in the same parking lot. She looked at me. I looked at her. And I noticed. Her fiance pulled out a cigarette. She pulled out a cigarette. I was like, I know we don't judge. But you would have never done that. You would have never pulled out those cigarettes in the parking lot in the church. You would have never did that. And then I said to myself, at least she been up front with it. Because I'm going to wait till I go around the corner and pull out mine. Does it matter around the corner in the presence? You still doing it? You just hiding it. These men came out of nowhere. Even for the men, the women came out of nowhere. Then all of a sudden, I see she married. Whoa, it happened so fast. Whoa. I see, you know, I'm married. Whoa. 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 I noticed we both stopped coming to church. And I begin to look at her like, no, sister, don't do this. Don't do this. I can't see you slip like this. Whole time, I'm slipping. I'm slipping. I'm slipping. Come on, somebody. And I thank God that I'm no longer in that. But I've been looking for this sister. I haven't seen her in years. Since that day in the parking lot. And I've been calling on her name. I've been crying out to God. For her to come back. 
And I asked her friend. And everybody know they are friends. You don't see one without the other. I said, where's such and such? I don't know. I don't care. We don't get along anymore. What do you mean? Because she was with the wrong man? Because she was falling? Because she fell short? You turned your back on your friend. It doesn't matter if she argued with you or not. She's been who she's not. So you already know. She where she's not supposed to be. And that's your friend. And you turned your back on your friend. You cut your friend off when she needed you the most. No friends right here with me now in order to know how to be one. When any of us falling short, that's when we need each other the most to keep our feet from being moved. And you just let her sit there in the water and go down and down and watch her drown. And you walked away as if it was a okay, and that is your friend. I don't care you guys argued about her marrying the wrong man. That's still your friend. When a person deceives, they don't see what they're doing, what they're not supposed to do. You turned your back on your friend. Some friend you are. You know your friend don't act like that. She cussed me out. Well, you know that's not her doing the talking. You see the influence she's under? She needs you the most. Just shut up and wrap your arms around her. Let her know you still can there. Sometimes we got to shut up. They already know they're making a mistake. They don't want to hear you say that. Just laugh. And shut your big mouth sometimes. And that goes for all of us. Shouldn't even have a big mouth. When I have a mouth, be a used vessel to be the mouthpiece of God. We're so timid when it comes to being used by God to be a voice. We want to speak to somebody so fast to defend our own self in the flesh. And I was very angry because she was very angry talking about it. Some friend you are. So I try to look her up and everything. She's blocked and you know I can't. When somebody's blocked off of somebody else's page you can't. You only see pictures but no names. I couldn't get the name. I was like where is she? She got to come back. She got to come back. She got to come back. That's how Satan do. Tiptoe his way in. Sending people to tiptoe their way in. Have you thinking that they from God and they're going to worship God with you. They come to church with you. Whole time they're not even there with you. They just sitting there just to keep you and have more control over you. Sit by the enemy. With no good intentions for you at all in mind. And you won't know how bound you are till you become free. And I've been looking for her. And I'm looking for my brother in Christ. Who used to sit beside me and we worship God. Until one day he gave a testimony. About how he used to be a transvestite, a prostitute. He, he said I... 
got my breasts taken out. I have implants. I got them taken out. I got, you know, a fake butt taken out. I got the hips taken out. I had all of that to be like a woman. And when he testified that after that day, it's like a lot of people, a lot of men was moving away from him. Oh, I don't want that. I don't want to be near no gay dude. Oh, no, nah, he might be looking at me. And they were literally saying these things in his mind. And he was like, I just don't want to be around women. I was living from thinking I was a woman. I just want to be around some brothers in Christ. No one at the time wanted to embrace him. They was like, nah, you know why he's shaped like that? And that's why he gave a testimony. I'm shaped like this because I had the surgeries to be shaped like a woman. And he got into detail. But he was just testifying the goodness of the Lord. And many men thought he was going to try to come on to them and they left him. He didn't want to be near him. He didn't want to hold his hand in prayer. All of that. And it was clearly being seen. And so the last straw with him was a group of guys was like, okay, we can hang out as brothers in Christ. Meet us such and such. We go to the Cedar. You know, at the time it was called the Redskins. Go to the Redskins game. This man sat there and waited for hours for his brothers in Christ to show up. No, I never did. So they say, forget this life. I tried your way, God. I tried your way, God. Left the congregation. And I'm like, I haven't seen this person in a while. I missed the person worshiping praise. What's up, man? What's up, man? And all of a sudden, God told me to look up this name. I looked up this name. And I saw him differently. He got the breast back. He got the butt back. And this time he put it on social media. He got his male gender cut off. This time he said, forget it. I try to be a boy. I try to be who I am. I'm back to my old lifestyle. I'm a girl and that's it. Everything of a man on me, I'm getting rid of it. And he did. Put it on live. Your surgery of getting your, your gender cut off. You can never get that back again. So when you get free, you're going to be free with that. Come on, some things are permanent. And God trying to keep us from making permanent mistakes. I thank God for closing up my womb with the wrong man. Because having a baby by the wrong man is permanent. It's permanent. And God knows how much I care about being a mom. So he spared me. You're not going to get kids from no other man anymore. Except the man I have given you. And that goes for any of us if we let God be God in our lives. And I saw him with makeup for the first time. I saw him with a wig and breasts and butt. And I couldn't believe it. That whole day I was like, he got his thing cut off. My God. I know you walk, I know your walk, and I know that you're going to get it together. And when you do, you're going to realize, I did that. And he always talked about having children. You can have children, but they would never come from you. Because you don't have anything anymore to produce children. You got rid of it. Because he had intentions to never go back to the way he was again. So that means that you have intentions to never be free of who you really are ever again. 
We cannot allow people to cause us to walk away from God. I'm trying to tell you. I don't care if you I'm trying to tell you. Come on. It don't matter what somebody says. I'm trying to tell you. I'm trying to tell you. There's no reason ever can be close to being good enough to cause you to walk away from God or me to walk away from God. Hallelujah. Seriously. Seriously. Our future is bright because God is in it. It doesn't matter. Let me, let me give you an example of my life. It doesn't matter how many countries God sent me even in one day. The same level of faithfulness I have to serve you will always be on the same level and that's on God's way of doing things. The faithfulness is at the highest degree. It don't matter how much money God put in my hands or how this and that, I would never determine what I think I need for my life, myself, or my family. God is the one. You don't have to set aside time for you and your family. God would do that for you. Even time for yourself. God would do that for you. We cannot slack in ministry. And a lot of times when we get the wealth or receive more influence and receive more land, more property, it seems like we seem to be more distracted and use those things as an excuse as to why we're not faithful to the little things, which are not even little. They're important things. Like being faithful to release. There's no excuse ever good enough to not be faithful. And that goes to every leader. I say it in your face. And I want you to say it back in mind. Because we can't do that. You are responsible to lead people. And God grant you favor to lead all these people. So where are you? Why are you not being consistent all of a sudden? Why are there so many repeats? Where are you? It don't matter how many congregations you can have. God will always have you be faithful to his children. We are family. You don't have to explain everything. But you're not going to make necessary changes. That's not for the better of the people. And think that you don't owe no explanation. And that goes to every leader. I'll start by myself, with myself. As if people don't see that. And have the attitude, if you leave, that's on you. No. Now you accountable for that person walking away from God because of your attitude. Come up higher. And that goes for all of us. Be faithful. 
Be faithful. Remain faithful. In Jesus' name. It's my time for now. Greater is he was in us than he was in the world. I love you.